for me, it's always been important with anybody that I interview, even if they are a bigger name, to treat them, you know, just keep it real. Because at the end of the day, behind, you know, these incredible athletes and coaches and broadcasters and people that I've interviewed, they are real people. So anytime I did come across Michael Bennett, you know, like if if we pass each other in the hallway, you know, like in, in between, you know, periods or whatever, just be like, hey, what's up? You know, so that was important to me. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. Coming up, I speak to the one and only Miss JL Rucker. Miss Rucker is a reporter for Georgia State University. She speaks with me about how she was once rejected from attending Georgia State University, but now things have changed and she is a reporter for the school. So we talk about that. We also talk about how she introduced sports reporting to her high school while NFL superstar Michael Bennett was there. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is my interview with Miss JL Rucker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, I am on the line with Miss JL Rucker. Miss Rucker, how are you doing today? Doing good. How are you doing, Brian? Pretty good. Thanks for joining me. Um, you know, I've watched you via social media. Shout out to our good friend. Brianna Dawkins. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was. Uh, you know, she. I. What I always love is seeing black women uplift each other, and you know, she. I saw how you two have kind of worked together down there at Georgia State University, and I've admired that from afar. And I wanted to get you on. I'm gonna have Bri on as well. Um, how? What got you into the journalism business? What was the moment you decide you want to be in this business? Well, first off, you mentioned Brie, so let me shout out Brie because you know she got that big job in Indiana. So yeah, Brie, because that's huge. Um, but as far as what made me want to go into sports journalism, um, I play. A lot of people don't think that I played, but I played all the way up until high school. A variety of different sports, but my main sports basically were basketball and softball. My love was basketball. And it kind of became clear to me, maybe around my sophomore year, freshman, sophomore year, that I wasn't going to be able to go beyond a certain point. Um, that was a tough thing for me to, to realize, because like I said, basketball was my love. So it's hard when, you, you know, it's like you realize, OK, this isn't this isn't going to go the way that I thought it was going to go. You have all these dreams when you're a kid and I wanted to still stay within the game. So my junior year of high school, I just kind of stopped uh, playing sports altogether, playing basketball altogether. I ran track for a little bit, but I just kind of wanted to focus more so on the other side of things. So I transferred schools because uh, we ended up moving. And I went to Centerville High School in Ohio my junior year. And Michael Bennett, you know, the, he plays, uh, played for our school. And so ESPN was coming to our games. It was a big deal. It was like Michael Bennett, Michael Bennett, Michael Bennett. And we had a morning announcements show. But the very first thing that I realized when I was watching the show was that we didn't have anything having to do with sports. And I'm like, 
Michael Bennett plays for our school. We've got ESPN coming to our games. We've had other like high profile people at this school and you guys aren't talking about sports. So I went down to the, um, I guess what you would call the news director down there. And it's my first week there. I'm a new student. I'm kind of shaking because I don't know anybody, but I just kind of pitched the idea to them of me like just coming on maybe once a week and delivering all the news that had happened or everything that had happened in sports for the week. And they liked it. You know, I just kind of came back. I kind of did something on the spot. I, looking back, I don't know if it was very good, but they put me on. And so that whole year, um, I was the quote unquote sports anchor. And from time to time, I would write little pieces, you know, sports pizza pieces in our, um, our school newspapers. So that was kind of how I got my start. We talk about Michael Bennett. Did you ever get a chance to talk to him and meet him while you were in school? No, I really didn't. Um, because he, like, I would assume that his life at that time was just really crazy because it was just balancing um, out, you know, his, his career, his up and coming career, and then still having to be a student and all that stuff. So we didn't really get to talk much. But you know, like I would say a defining moment for me in high school was when he announced he was going to Ohio State. They had the press conference in this little room in our school, like the little media room, and all of the, the news outlets, they were there. ESPN was there, all of our the, the local Ohio stations, you know, everybody, they were there. And I got to be in the room because I was the school sports reporter. And so I would kind of hit me and I'm like, wow, because it's all these these lights and cameras and action and you know all these different reporters there and ESPN was there and I'm like wow I'm in the room with these people so that was that was crazy and then um, of course there were a couple times like when ESPN came to his games or ESPNU you know, I got to be on the sidelines and I could actually see like the broadcasting um, uh, truck and all that stuff and I think I, I talked to I remember talking to one of the crew members I was like yeah I want to do this one of these days so that was that was an incredible experience now you're doing that as a high school student correct this was in high school my junior year now how do you keep as in the wrestling world we use the term marking out which means a uh, fanboy or fangirl how do you keep your composure well I think it was important to me you know I've always Nobody wants to be that person. You know, You we know that person that's just kind of like, you know, over the top. You know, like, you don't want to be, like, for me, it's always been important with anybody that I interview, even if they are a bigger name, to treat them, you know, just keep it real. Because at the end of the day, behind, you know, these incredible athletes and coaches and broadcasters and people that I've interviewed, they are real people. So anytime I did come across Michael Bennett, you know, like, if, if we pass each other in the hallway, you know, like in between, you know, periods or whatever, just be like, hey, what's up? You know, so that was important to me. And when ESPN came to our games and these reporters are in there and, you know, like all this stuff covering his press conference, it was just important for me to, to treat them like normal people and to just, you know, my, my biggest thing was I was 16 years old. So I was like, okay, you know, obviously this is very busy, but afterwards just introduce myself, be mature. Let, you know, let them know that like, this is what I want to do. And, and, and I, you know, I think that that's that has served me well. It, it served me well back then and it serves me well now. Wow. Well, you are certainly ahead of the game already. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to be. But I because I know 
I'm I'm a quote I'm nobody. Like like I I think people think, oh yeah, she's a Georgia State supporter. I'm nobody. I'm just JL. But I've had some people kind of come up to me like like, oh you're the reporter for Georgia State and they want to take pictures and that that you know, I, I always I my answer to everything is yes. Like, yeah, I'll take a picture, I'll be on your story or whatever, but you know, it's a little baffling to me because I'm like, I'm just JL and I know, you know, people appreciate it when you just kind of keep it keep it real with them and you don't treat them like they're not human, you know? Absolutely. Talked about when you realized that you had kind of got to a certain point and that was going to be it. I want to ask you this. Um, you said you noticed this your junior year in high school. What was that moment like? What, what what happened or what stuck out to make you say, okay, I've done all I can do as far as playing sports? Well, I mean, if you had, if you had asked me in junior high school, I would have been on varsity. I didn't make varsity. Junior varsity, you know, like it just, I wasn't getting beyond that. And so that kind of became clear. I would say, Brian, it was really hard, but I always say my biggest regret was this. Well, I don't know if I would call it a regret because I think everything happens for a reason, but Mm -hmm. I was so focused on basketball and when it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen, when I realized that I wasn't as good as what I thought I was, um, I just I abandoned sports altogether. And the thing about me with softball is I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I was a great softball player, but I think in terms of my abilities, I was probably a better softball player than basketball player. And I was about to start pitching. I had an arm and I was fast. And I know that if I had stuck with it, I'm not saying that I would have gotten a huge scholarship to a university or something like that. But I do believe looking back that I probably could have gotten a scholarship somewhere. And that's where I think I went wrong to an extent. Um, I should have just accepted it and just focused on trying to be the best softball player that I could be. And I was just like, no, if I can't play basketball, I don't want to do anything at all. So it was kind of like that defining moment when I just wasn't going beyond a certain point. And, you know, I was just like, well, I just don't want to play at all. So it was it was like sophomore year. Wow, that's that's amazing. Just, you know, I think a lot of us um, I used to work at ESPN. One thing I noticed that there's a lot of former athletes and not just the ones you see on television, but a lot of uh, production assistants, a lot of uh, directors played high school sports and kind of have like similar stories. So you actually was good enough to at least play on the team uh, before, right? Where me, I got cut junior, uh, freshman year and I knew, like, all right, you know what? Uh, basketball ain't for me. So it's like, you know, I got rejected early where you had a longer reign. Once you started pitching that morning show, um, or I should say the sports show, how much, um, how much, like, I want to say blowback did you get from doing that? Like, was there a lot of people kind of jealous or a lot of people kind of trying to take over? Did Um, you experience any of that? I wouldn't say that I experienced jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't honestly look back and say, you know, if it was there, I didn't, I didn't realize it. Um, I just, that was just me being kind of who I was. Um, I just, I just figured why not talk sports, you know, because if you have Michael Bennett, 
playing, you know, like you got to talk about him, but you got to talk about everybody. So, I mean, if it was there, I didn't, I didn't really notice it. I mean, I'm sure there are probably some people that um, were like, Hey, who is she? Because I had just transferred. So I was the new kid and they'd never seen me before. You know, a lot of people, they were already two years in, like the ones that were uh, juniors and seniors two, three years in. So they were probably like, who is she? But um, I wouldn't say I got any jealousy, honestly. Okay. So how did that prepare you for college? Well, my experiences, believe it or not, um, it wasn't traditional because I would say as focused as I was my junior year of high school, I moved down here to Georgia my senior year of high school. So that was kind of a, a tough transition. And I was kind of going through some things at the time. So my focus level just really decreased. And I think it was a combination of not being able to play sports. It was the first time in my life that I didn't really have a sport to play. And my junior year, I was so focused on covering the teams. And um, I was also a part of like DECA and I was, you know, competing in marketing competitions and things like that. But this, when I came down here to Georgia, it, I didn't have, I went to South Cornette, you know, we were kind of, you know, living in a hotel. We didn't have a real place at that point. I, you know, I was new, this was a brand new state. And so I was just like, uh, not focused. Like I just really didn't care at all. So my grades dropped. They were really, really bad my senior year. And I kind of just lost focus. So I wasn't able to get into with all those D's and D minuses. I wasn't able, it dropped my GPA and I wasn't able to get into the schools that I thought I was going to be able to get into. I wasn't even able to get like hope because uh, I think you needed a 3.0 and I when I came down I had like a 3.1 3.2 and the, my grades were so bad that it went down I was just barely there so I kind of went the route of having to go to a community college first that's what was presented to me and the irony of all of that was I applied to Georgia State and I didn't get in <laughs> so and now I report for Georgia State so wow. that's crazy but I didn't get I don't know if I didn't get in because I applied late. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know what the factors were, uh, with, especially with me being new to the state. But my path was to go local, and the, you know, Georgia State has local campuses. One that's about maybe five, ten minutes away from where my parents live. So I went there, and I think in the middle of all this, I forgot your question. What was your question? Because <laughs> like, I'm just babbling away. And I'm like, no, I'm listening. This is this is good. It was, it was um, <laughs> like, is there a point to what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what happened? Like, am no, I, I was I was just talking point? about the transition from uh, college and how did that prepare yeah, you? Yeah. Okay. So, of course, these these little campuses that that Georgia State has, Piedmont, Newton, all that, um, they don't have sports teams, so. I wanted to be a part of ESPNU's Campus Connection. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to them and I'm like, I really want to be a part of this. Um, but my local campus does not have um, any kind of sports team. Georgia State is where I'm going to automatically be once I uh, finish out my two years. So can I just go down there and cover their teams for Campus Connect? 
And um, the producer of that at the time was like, I'm fine with that. I'm cool as long as Georgia State's cool. So I reached out to Georgia State's amazing athletic director. He was okay with it. He had had students be a part of that program before. And he said, as long as you let me know ahead of time what you need, we can make it happen. So that's kind of how I started, you know, and I was able to get tape from that and interview different athletes and that, that went to Georgia State. And, and um, that's 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 how it started. So I would say um, in terms of what I learned in high school that I could apply to college, when I got to college and my mindset changed a little bit and I, I got out of those those bad habits that I had been in, like my senior year and maybe my first year of college, I went back to that girl who was motivated enough to still be down there her first week and be like, hey, you know, I don't see a sports reporter here. You know, can we can we do something? So I was just my mind was turning. And I think once I got back to who I was, you know, I, I kind of pulled from that. Now, you said you went to um, community college. Did they have a uh, mass comm program there or as um, a major? No. Well, I don't know if they have it now. At the time, they did not. You um, have to, well, as far as what I know, you, you know, like you just do your, your core classes, like your, you know, your first couple of years, um, where it's just the math, the science, the English, whatever. And then you transfer once it's time for your major. I think some of the nursing programs you might be able to do there, but I'm not quite sure how it works. But I started, for me, I never even, you know, transfer ended up transferring to Georgia State because I wound up like just networking and meeting so many you know different people from just doing the campus connect and you know I met the producer of the you know Georgia State who you know was looking for a sideline reporter and it was like um, divine intervention whatever you want it was God's timing and she was just like hey you know you've been down here a lot I've seen your work I've seen your campus connection work we're looking for a sideline reporter if you're interested so it just kind of fell into my lap like that and when it started out it was an internship and I kind of took a leap of faith you know have you know with knowing that I wasn't gonna actually be on campus uh, but I figured hey, I'm doing these games, you know, they're, I'm going to be a sideline reporter. I'm working alongside other experienced, like veteran analysts and all that stuff. I'm getting all the education that I need. Um, my finances and my financial situation, I didn't really have scholarships and all that stuff. And I had certain things happen. So I just finished online. I took that leap of faith because that's, I had, I had to pay for college out of pocket. So, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Now, when you look back at everything, the title of the show is called Breaking Through the Glass Ceiling. What was the moment you believe you broke through that glass ceiling? Now, we know in high school, you kind of jumped right into it, broke through it when you create, essentially created a sports segment. But what would you say was the moment career-wise you broke through the glass ceiling? Well, I don't know if I can honestly say that I've broken through it. Um, because there's still so much that I feel like I want to do, but I would say a turning point for me has honestly come this season. Um, last year was when I started feeling comfortable. My first year, I just, I was trying to really find my way and I had a lot of insecurities, you know, because I knew I wasn't trained the way somebody who had actually been on campus taking journalism classes would be trained. And that that made me insecure 
Um, it was kind of a, because I'd never actually set foot on the Atlanta campus um, at that point to take classes or to take journalism classes. It was kind of a sense of like, where did she come from? And that made me a little insecure. And I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. And I, you know, I, I didn't, I just kind of felt like, okay, let me just, you know, just do what I have to do, say what I have to say and try the best that I can. And I knew that a lot of, you know, that there would be eyes on me and I was afraid of messing up. And there were times where I did mess up. My second year, I became more comfortable because I started to realize that, hey, if I mess up, then I'm human. It is what it is. Um, and I felt more comfortable in my reports. It was my second year. I, I kind of felt more, I, I don't know if accepted is the word, but more accepted and um now this year, I would say it's a, a, the biggest turning point kind of came when I lost my dad two weeks before the season. And it was, it was a shock. It was like, whoa, how do I, how do I like pick up the pieces? And I'm trying to deal with all that. In the middle of that, Georgia State football is about to start their season, um, their football season. They're playing Tennessee, that huge upset against Tennessee. And then after that, that's when we start. So I'm doing all these phone calls and emails and all that stuff, but I'm still trying to handle, you know, things in relation to my father's passing. And it was, I was juggling. And I just, I kind of had a moment where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I got out there and I did it anyway. And, you know, that, that whole first game was rough, you know, like people, mm. people don't even no, and it's not something that I really like, you know, I really talk about a lot of it's something, you know, that's difficult for me to talk about, but they don't even know that morning, like I had to get dragged out of bed, you know, like I had to have people help me get dressed. But once I got there, you know, I, I just felt this sense because Georgia State, you know, it, they were on such a high from the Tennessee win. And there were so many people I got to see so many good friends that night. And it was incredible. And then a couple of weeks later, the idea kind of came to me to start kind of interviewing people the way you're interviewing me through Skype video. And I started off with uh, coach Katie Pate, who was uh, an assistant coach of Georgia State last year, who I've become close with. And then it's just kind of carried on. And, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, like, I would say that was where I kind of, you know, broke through. And I'm like, I can, I can do this. And that it, it was really the the video segments, because I'm way more shy than what people would think. I'm not the most active on social media, even though I should be. You know, I kind of balance between the, you know, the privacy aspect of it. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, how do I, how do I what do I do? You know, so I have, I have to really work on my social media skills. But, you know, it's, it's a vulnerable thing when you put your work out there. And I know you know this. But when you put your own original content out there and there's nothing backing it up, you know, see, when I got the ESPN mic in my hand and I'm recording and, I, and I, if I choose to put that out there, that's backed up by a form of ESPN. But like, this is, this is all me. And when you put your work out there, there's just a sense of vulnerability. And is it going to get, you know, are people going to watch it? Are they going to retweet it? Are they going to, are they going to like it? Are they going to think I'm crap? And when you kind of break through that and you put it out there anyway, it just, it's like, your mindset just elevates to another level. But I know I wouldn't have had like the confidence to even do that in the first place. You know, like if probably if my dad hadn't passed, you know, certain things change you. So mm. that was that was true. 
I mean, you look at two good friends of ours, uh, Bree, as we mentioned her earlier, and uh, David. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them, you know, their reels took them to new heights. Um, you look at, you know, their reels had them on national TV, had a lot of interviews just by putting themselves out there, yeah. you know. And I think um, the best thing we have is the uh, National Association of Black Journalists community because they will help us be able to, you know, one, get better, but also support through retweets. You know, um, how has, um, how would you say NABJ has been, uh, um, you went to, you, you, uh, excuse me, you went to the uh, convention. How did that help? Well, that was my first time going, and that was an amazing experience for me. Uh, the funny thing is, I didn't even think I was going to be able to go. And then Bree and I, I went with Bree, and we just kind of got it together, and everything aligned for us to just kind of be able to go. Everything just lined up, and it was an incredible experience to me. Like, I volunteered, um, and that was that was great because – yeah, a lot of people think that the volunteer work would have been hard work, which that doesn't matter. You know, I'm not scared of hard work, but, um, <laughs> you know, my adventures were fun. They sent me to Aventura Mall and I got to shop for them. And, you know, they had to call me like, where are you? Because I just got lost in that mall. Like, yeah, it was, it was I, I was like, wow. And then I started going into different stores and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be working, but <laughs> I'm supposed to be getting them what they need for this party. So, um, but just everything about it, you know, getting to, I, we, I went to David's panel. Um, that was, that was really interesting. Um, uh, getting to meet everybody in our community, um, new faces, the parties were fun. Everything about it. It was, you know, it was something that I'll remember for the rest of my life, you know, because I think every every NABJ is memorable, but you always, you're always going to have your first, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mine was Orlando. So, uh, 2013. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll tell you this, uh, just one thing I, you'll, you'll notice. This is your first. Before you know it, you'll be a veteran in the game. And you'll be helping the next person. And you'll be like, wait a minute, people are coming to me for advice when you ask it one minute, you're asking people, okay, so what do I do here? How do I do this? And the next thing you know, people are asking you how to navigate and everything. Um, so far, obviously you have a lot of uh, you have a very bright career ahead of you, but what would you say has been the highlight of it? Oh man. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, my very first time doing Georgia State versus Georgia Southern, my first season, that stands out to me because, um, you know, the state-southern rivalry is huge. Mm. And, you know, you see all these different rivalries in sports and on TV, and you're like, oh, okay. But that was my first time ever seeing one in person. And leading up to it, everybody was like, oh, you know, like, it gets crazy in here. Like, State versus Southern is crazy. And I'm like, I can handle it. And then I get there, and, you know, the energy in the sports arena is always on 10. But I get there, and I can immediately feel the difference. It was almost like 
you, you know, like the purge, <laughs> like the, the beginning of the purge. That's kind of like what it was. It's like everybody had these serious faces on, like, it was like we hate Southern. You know, somebody came up to me and, and like, you better tell them exactly how we feel about Southern. And I'm like, I don't know if I can say it exactly like how you just said it, but um, I'll I'll make that I'll make that clear. And then we get out there and to the the arena and there's all these signs and banners and everybody's going crazy and then the game was fun and that was the first time I saw the the, the swag surf and all that it was it was insane so that always sticks out to me being able to to do that game and then I would say the people that I've been blessed to interview through my own work like Bob Rathbun um that was that was a great interview jay harris that was a great interview like because i watch these people you know like these are people that i that i look up to in, in the sports world i've you know i've been watching uh jay on espn since i was a kid and it's like i kind of had this moment when i was interviewing him and i'm like wow like because i used to watch espn in the mornings when i was getting mm -hmm. ready and you know on weekends and i and it's like i would always see him and it's like wow i'm i'm interviewing i'm interviewing jay harris and i actually at the beginning of the year because i i work with my mentor who's starting her own sports business i got to interview ross godanude and write an article on her and just um talking to ross you know because i watched ross when she was with the warriors on on comcast sports and mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, and, and everybody's always like, Roz, Roz, Roz. And I'm like, wow, I'm talking to Roz. Like, so it's just moments like those. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I've worked with uh, Jay when I worked at ESPN for two years. One of the absolute nicest people you is. can meet. Um, you really learn who people are when they treat, how they treat production assistants. Um, or how they treat cafeteria workers or what have you. You know, people who, <clears throat> excuse me, the average person may look and say, oh, they're below me. They're a different, I don't have to pay that much attention to them, you know. But yeah. you never got that vibe from him, you know. So, I'm, you know, I'm definitely, I'm, I, I could guarantee that you had a great experience with him. Yes, definitely. So what's your ultimate goal? What would you say if had all the opportunities in the world and i said jl you can have any job you want in this business what would it be i think the ultimate job you know i look at somebody like taylor rooks mm -hmm. and she's not what you would consider the traditional sports reporter in the sense of being there uh, like sideline reporting on games and stuff like that i mean i don't get me wrong I would love to be able to do things like that, but what she does, like how she talks to athletes and coaches, you know, it started off with her podcast and now it's transitioned into her show with uh, Bleacher Report, Turner Sports. But it's like, I love how she interviews all these, these athletes, these incredible athletes. And, you know, like sometimes with, with public figures and sports figures, we get this sense of them. Like we see them when they're, playing and stuff like that and you know they're so they're so great at what they do they're all you know they're it's almost like they're they're not human but we have to remember they are human and they're real individuals and when she gets them in these you know on her show and stuff like that 
they open up and the conversations aren't always just about sports it's about their life and their experiences and everything and you remember behind you know the incredible gifted athlete like this is a real person who's experienced real things and so if I can find a way to be able to kind of go along that route where I can continue to talk to athletes and coaches but have it not just be about sports just open up and talk real talk you know in addition to sports anything if if I can do something like that that would be great awesome I definitely believe that time is coming before you know it so you know just get ready for your season because it's coming you are definitely on the right path to success um who've been some of your mentors in this business well, my biggest mentor is Nisha Butler. She used to play for Georgia Tech, and she's been, you know, like a sports reporter on different networks like CBS Sports and, you know, Fox Sports South. She's done some work with them, done some work with Turner, um, and now she's creating her own um, sports media business, and I met her by chance. I met her at um, the AEBL, you know, series like of programs that, that happen here uh, in Atlanta, and um, you know, we have a mutual friend and I met him there and he put me in contact with her and she's been incredible for me to kind of guide me um, in, in terms of this industry. She actually kind of gave me my first chance to start interviewing people, um, different people that she knew. Um, and I can't wait for, for, you know, one of these days I might put it out there, but through her, I was able to interview Meta World Peace, Ron Artest. <gasps> one of my favorites. <laughs> That was my favorite interview. And if I could find a way to, to, to get that out there, you know, like to content, like, you know, like package that, that would be great. But, you know, it's like that kind of got me started being able to interview those people. And my interview with Meta is my favorite interview ever. That was the most fun. It was just nothing but fun because he is hilarious. And, he is absolutely hilarious, and we were just laughing the whole time. Like I don't even, I don't even think I could keep a straight face. He couldn't keep a straight face. It was crazy. So getting to do things like that kind of put me on the path to what I'm doing now. It, it built my confidence because when you're interviewing people over the phone, you kind of have to have good conversation, conversational skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, and you know, I would say it's more difficult than interviewing people in person because. There's just, there's going to be that, that silence if you don't know how to direct the conversation and the, those awkward moments where it's like, uh. so that kind of taught me how to converse with people and how to keep it going. And when somebody kind of gives an answer that, you know, maybe is a little short or whatever, how to change it and get them to open up a little bit more and be like, oh, okay, so that's, that's how we're going to take it. So that taught me a lot. Um, you know, so Nisha's taught me a lot and, uh, Bob Rathbun, you know, allowing me to shadow him. That was huge. He's taught me a lot. I got to shout out our announcers at Georgia state, Sam Crenshaw, Rodney Turner, Matt Stewart, Wayne Gandy. Um, they've all been incredible, you know, like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is, this is how, you know, this is what, how you find out you, you know, your information and how you prepare for games and all that stuff. This is what you need to do. They've been incredible. And um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. 
I'm, I'm sure I'm missing people, but those, you know, those are definitely the people that have helped me. Oh, and, and Kelsey Rogers, too. She's she's a female basketball analyst. Wow, that's definitely, you have been blessed with a great circle. That's in, true indeed. Any uh, final thoughts as we get ready to wrap up? Final thoughts? Or what do you want the people to know about you, I should say? The people, you know what? I think the biggest thing is that um, ah, this this field, you know, it's not, and, and you know, this is not, there's a lot of lights, camera, action, but there's a lot of work that has to go on behind the scenes. You know, you gotta, you gotta put in the work. Um, that's the biggest thing. And I think when you put in the, to put in the work, things fall into place and you know, like I kind of said earlier, in regards to my story, my journey has been full of twists and turns. It, ha- it hasn't been conventional, but at no point did I ever allow anybody to kind of tell me what I could do and what I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you, you know, you're going to a community college, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's no, that is not a good look. And maybe it wasn't, but I didn't let that define me. Was I stupid my senior year of high school? Like, you know, like, yes. Did I screw up? Yes, but I didn't let that define me. Um, when I made the decision to not continue my career on campus because I knew financially it was gonna be better for me to go to finish up online since I had to pay for it myself. Oh, there's no way, even though I had you know Georgia State, oh, you need to be in there. You need to have somebody teaching you uh, this, 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 and that. You can't learn on the spot. Well, I did learn on the spot. So don't tell anybody, don't let anybody tell you that this is your path and this is what you have to do and it has to go exactly like this and in this order because I didn't do it and I didn't do it like that, you know, and and if I can find ways to continuously like push myself and grow outside of the conventional, I know other people can do the same as well. Well, there you go. Tell them. Um, You let the people know where they can find you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm JL Rucker TV on Instagram. I am JL Rucker on Twitter. You should be able to type in. Um, I think it comes up under Rucker JL, which is weird. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter. So if you want to find me, you can holler at me there. Um, I respond to DMs. I've had a lot of people DM me and ask me for advice. And as long as you know, just hit me up. Awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate you um, taking this time to sit here and talk with me. So definitely thank you oh thank you i appreciate you having me on all right folks hope you enjoyed the interview coming up uh make sure you follow her Uh, i can promise you know you will be treated with a lot of great original content really excited that she was able to take time out of her busy schedule to talk with us and share her story coming up next week we will have the one and only miss jade jackson so i'm really excited to share her story with you a lot of people know her as jade from twitter which she will you'll see that she corrected me on that so until the next time folks i'm brian h waters make sure you follow me at brian h waters make sure you follow me on instagram as well and follow the company at b waters productions you know what the deal is do not let anyone set a glass ceiling that you cannot break 
The podcast is brought to you by B Waters Productions. It is produced and edited by myself, Brian H. Waters, with the music brought to you by Hypnosis. You can find Hypnosis on Instagram at hypno underscore beats.